0: Hey guys, this is Ambar Mehta.
1: And this is Day Manik. You're listening to That Side Over There, the podcast for your future.
0: So guys, today we have with us Ankit Gupta. He's a fourth year student at our college, DJ Sangvi College of Engineering. And he has participated and won at multiple programming competitions and hackathons. He's very, very skilled at multiple programming languages and tech stacks. And he is a... He was uh intern at Morgan Stanley and he's an incoming technology analyst at Morgan Stanley and he has a very, uh, he got a really great placement, he got a dream job at Morgan Stanley. So, hi Ankit, great to have you here. Hi Amber. hi Dev,
2: it's uh, a privilege to be here with you guys.
1: So Ankit, how did this come to you that you need to get into a computer domain field, like you want to get into computer science, how did it all started?
2: Uh, I think it's a funny story, so back when I was in school, after eighth grade, we had this um, fair of thoughts where they were telling us all the ICSE optional subjects that are there uh, up for grads. And uh, you know, they're like, uh, you have technical drawing, you have computer applications, you have physical education. And I'm like, okay, so how do we choose? So they're like, okay, these are the faculties, you can just walk up to them and you know, talk to them and uh, coincidentally one of my favorite teachers was the one for computer science he had taught me physics earlier so that was actually the reason i chose it at that point of time and then i just fell in love over the two years that i studied a computer application in my CFA.
1: so you already had a strong base in computer science even before you entered the college right
2: Uh, well I wouldn't say it was a strong base but yeah like I knew the basics I knew what programming is I had done a little bit of Java um, just enough to give the board exam right so
1: why computers what is so special about them?
2: I think uh, my fascination with computers was uh, specifically due to one thing I had heard now I don't remember where I heard it but like over a period of human history right human civilization has existed for thousands of years and a lot of professions are really 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 old even if you consider like a lot of these modern professions like bartending or you know being a dj a lot of this stuff in some form existed before but uh, when it comes to programming computers that practically like couldn't be possible Uh, till the technological era. It's such a new and exciting field that uh, at least I was extremely fascinated by it.
0: So Ankit, right now there are multiple, a lot of sources to learn programming and coding, a lot of different, coding even itself is a very wide field and there's a lot of chaos so people are confused how to write the find the right source to learn and could you just break it down how one must approach learning to code
2: um right so i think there's never one correct way to learn something right but uh what uh one thing uh, like i'd like to put three dips, like don't run after uh, success run after perfection and then you'll just treat success anyways. So, um, I think that's what people's focus should be where they ensure that there's no gaps in their own knowledge. They keep learning little by little from whatever online course they want. They could, you know, take up a degree like we have a conventional way or they could just do online boot camps. They could, you know, watch videos on YouTube. Whatever works for them as long as they ensure that after a certain point they don't feel like there's a gap in their knowledge the advantage in this field is that even on the job you're constantly googling for new stuff so like if i don't know how to integrate a payment gateway with my website i can google it up i can figure it out but at least i should know the basics of you know how a website works so Uh, That's it, I guess. Just build your basics and then the rest you can figure out on the job.
0: So should they focus on one part? Like there's app dev, web dev, um, there's data analysis. So should they focus on one part or even learning multiple of them is fine?
2: Um, When it comes to development, I think one is enough because those skills are transferable, right? It's like... uh, you, you go to learn cooking, you don't go to learn how to make a pizza. Once you know how to cook, you can make a pizza, you can make a sandwich, you can make bhaji. you can make whatever given the recipe. Same way, you either learn app development or web development or even game development and then a lot of that knowledge is going to be transferable. You can apply a lot of it into the other.
1: Ankit, so uh, as a person from SEC board, I had a chance to learn coding in 11th and 12th as computer science as a vocational subject. So when I started, I had a C++ to study. So the thing at that time was people were constantly bashing this uh, language called C++. They are all like Java is better. Python is better. There is always a war going on, which, nev- which I never understood because I thought every languages are different because they have their own strength, right? So, why? What do? What? What are your views on this constant war that people have with languages?
2: See, I think there's even a lot of memes about this stuff, where people bash a language uh, via memes. And as you said, I experienced the same thing rather in 11, 12, I myself, uh, since I had done Java, and then I took up the same vocational course that you had. Um, we were constantly comparing C++ with, uh, Java and being like, you know, it's so much easier in Java or, you know, this feature isn't even needed. Why have they put it in C++? But I think that's very childish and yeah, to an extent, every language has its strengths. Like if you want to do systems programming, there's nothing better than C. If you want to, uh, do very, very complicated, uh, mathematical stuff. There's specific stuff for that. People tend to prefer Python for machine learning and stuff. So I agree with what you said that all of them have their strengths. And there are some top languages, like there's hundreds of programming languages out there. But there are a few very common ones that have risen to prominence. And all of them are somewhat the best in what they offer. So for example, Java for its object oriented programming, uh, it's like pretty much uncontested, we, we do have C sharp and C which also have their own advantages, but like Java being one of the first object oriented programming languages had that base set up over there. So o- all languages have their advantages, but definitely within a category, there are some languages that tend to be better than the other.
0: <clears throat> I saw that you've been part of multiple college committees, uh DJS, Unicode, Code Stars, ACM. So how has your experience been in each of them?
2: Like at like they're all very different from each other, but I think it all boils down to uh social interactions and networking. And uh one of the most important skills that I was able to develop at these college committees was teamwork and, you know, uh, just being able to communicate with other human beings. Uh, I think in engineering, a lot of us tend to be introverts at the point when we join the college. So, getting out of that shell and, you know, being ready to face the world, uh, college committees really help you do that because you're constantly talking to each other, you're constantly trying to do things uh, in a collaborative way. So yeah, that's pretty much the sum of my experiences at these committees, they've been extremely fun.
1: Yes, you are right. Uh, The committees help you explore yourself and you meet new people. And I think that's the best part that you meet new people, like uh, having uh, to know different people gives you an upper edge over your peers. It helps you grow a lot. So Ankit, uh, so when you started coding, or when you started getting into the field of computer science so what do you actually wanted to be like were you sure about where you, what you wanted to do or was, were you just confused as everyone else
2: um so honestly i'm still quite confused like i still don't know what niche field of computer science i want to go into all i know is that uh, like as a kid i was super fascinated by it and that's the reason I chose engineering. That's the reason I chose to do a computer engineering degree. But beyond that, like in these six years, I still haven't been able to make up my mind further ahead. Do I want to specialize in something like machine learning or blockchain or something or just, you know, stay with the generics? So, yeah, I think most of us don't have an answer to that question. Uh, some lucky people manage to find their niche most people don't so yeah i'm still looking
1: i hope you find it soon
0: uh, so recently there's been this culture that everyone's going to learn coding and it's going to be like uh, english language everyone's going to know programming and there have been some really great companies who are who claim to teach kids rocket science so what do you have to say about that
2: um i won't name the companies because that might cause trouble to us but um i think computer science is made out to be way more ubiquitous than it actually is uh definitely like we have applications of it everywhere and um just like i think any other science knowing the basics of it is always helpful so like if you know how basic physics of simple machines work, you can repair a lot of your home appliances. At least that used to be true till a few years ago. And uh, similarly I think having a basic amount of computer literacy is important. Understanding what the internet is, being able to know that the internet and Wi-Fi are two different things all that is important. But being able to know how to code an app or build a website, that's a very employable skill that I, you don't really know, need to know how to build a website or how to write a program. To like, I don't think it's the same as uh, the English language, right? That comparison that people are making. That's a stretch, but yeah, definitely a level of computer literacy is important. I mean, if you don't know how to, uh, you know, figure out, okay, my computer crashed. Now is my Word file still there or things like that. Uh, that much yeah definitely that much computer literacy and programming I
1: don't think so uh, that's very true Ankit so I've been seeing lots of posts by a certain company so what they do is they uh, they tell people that they are giving them internships but in the name of internships all they do is they make them select a domain and give them some task on them and ask them to post it on LinkedIn so that the company gets free advertisement so what are your views on are on such companies who just have a fake name of internships and intern are just, you know, being educational institutions?
2: Uh, I think there's a lot of students who like students are very desperate during their college times, right? especially uh, I see this trend in second year students, where every second opportunity they get, they want to jump onto it. And I used to be no different. So, uh, I've not heard of the sort of scam that you're talking about, but there have been a whole lot of different types of scams targeting these students, trying to get money out of them, trying to, as you said, get free marketing out of them. Uh, I think if a student is looking for internships, they need to firstly understand what an internship entails. So, firstly, you should get to actually work on something that is relevant to your interest. So if you are interning as, say, a web developer, you should get to work as a web developer and build some stuff or at least see how other developers are building that stuff so you learn something out of it. And you should have at least access to some senior developer who's there to help you out. As long as that's true, then, uh, you know, it counts as an internship in my eyes. Uh, All this stuff, obviously is not actually an internship and some kids even go through with it just because they feel at the end they will get a certificate and well certificates aren't everything right they don't really help unless you actually also develop some skills along with it so uh, definitely students should take and uh, like keep an eye out on such things and ensure that they aren't falling for scams.
1: As you rightly mentioned about certificates, uh, we were also like that in first year. We, since uh, COVID happened, so there was Coursera's premium given to us. So we all ran after certificates of these different uh, universities which were teaching but by the end we eventually realized that the knowledge we gained out of it and the amount of projects we do is more important than the certificates that are being given or posted on LinkedIn
2: yeah they act as great proof of knowledge but you still have to demonstrate that knowledge in some way as long as you can do that those certificates are useful otherwise they're just a pile of trash
1: so I've seen this uh, trend going on around all years in uh, college where people are constantly going behind data data, le- data science, machine learning, deep learning and stuff like that, just because of the peer pressure or they don't know what to do just to explore it. So is this field going to be uh, still a big thing or is this going to be concentrated as web development is right now?
2: Um okay that's that gets into predicting the future which I really can't do but um from the limited knowledge that I have I have spoken to some people who are high up in like big companies like IBM and uh you know they, from what I've heard from them they still do think that machine learning is the future but from a Placements perspective, or like from a job perspective in India in general, I don't see too many companies that are hiring freshers for such fields. Um, most of the job positions still tend to be development, they still tend to be uh, generic software engineering. There's rarely a company or two that comes, at least to DJ Sangvi and equivalent tier two colleges in India offering like a machine learning role so mostly like i think those people who can afford to do a master's degree they might want to take a look into it because the united states seems to be really uh offering such job roles even companies like apple facebook etc have roles where people are working on uh smart assistance and things like that but as far as I know, like in India, there isn't that much demand for uh, skilled machine learning experts, so like if, if people think that they want their future to be in India, I don't think it makes sense to go into such fields.
0: So Ankit, you landed a really great job, one of the dream jobs in our college. Uh, what are the specific skill sets that you learned to get that job? And what do you think was on your profile that really made a difference to the company,
2: um, I'd say three things. So the first and most important tends to always be, uh, your problem solving skills that is data structures, algorithms, all those basic subjects that we've learned, the core subjects that our teachers call them, uh, being able to apply them, uh, so we have these online assessments that's usually the first round of every company's uh, interview process and that tends to have a problem that requires you to code in a solution and it relies very heavily on such concepts after that even the technical interviews tend to require it so just to like clear the interview process you need to be really good at this thing Secondly, uh, coming to like the resume and what stuff uh, we need on our profile. I personally had done a lot of web development. I had been to hackathons. I had uh, been part of DJ Unicode where we built an attendance system for the college. So we did all sorts of uh, development work in our second year. And then in semester five, at the start of the third year, the companies came for internship hiring process so uh at that point that was pretty much everything on my profile and second uh, and like the last thing that a lot of people tend to ignore is your interpersonal and like non-technical skills so luckily during sam 4 i had been part of acm and We were like contacting companies to come for the internship fair. We were trying to get sponsors for the LOC hackathon. We are trying to convince companies to let us visit their campus for an industrial visit. All those sort of things like you get better and better at professional communication. So uh, that also I think helped me immensely because during the interview, I was not too nervous. I was able to answer them confidently. I think that also makes a big difference, your attitude and the way you answer the HR question and diplomatic questions.
0: Could you walk us through the placement and interview process?
2: Right, at least at Morgan Stanley, they were planning to have four rounds. Uh, The first one, obviously, as I said, was the online assessment. This was conducted at DJ Sangvi campus. Uh, If you're trying to apply off-campus, that is, if you're from a college that doesn't have these companies coming on campus, you can still uh, apply to them through their career portal and uh, upload your resume, and you might get an email to do an online assessment, at which point you become at the same level as uh, people who are getting an opportunity on campus. So, uh, once you give this online assessment, it usually enta- entails like verbal skills, quantitative skills, um, uh, the competitive programming part, as I said, uh, where they give you a question that you have to solve. In, you have to write the code solutions for it in, uh, I think, an hour or so, and so on. So, after that, uh, the shortlisted people from the online assessment are called for technical interviews. Uh, a lot of companies also do it on DJ sangvi campus, like they, come, uh, the recruiters come to DJ for a day and, uh, you know, the labs are occupied, they're taking interviews over there. Or else, uh, some companies like Morgan Stanley require the students to go to the company campus. Uh, I personally had to go to the Goregao campus for my interviews uh, a year and a half ago and after that they planned a group discussion which is also fairly common round across uh, all companies but uh, they had actually rejected way too many candidates already so there weren't enough left to do a proper healthy group discussion so they skipped that round Uh, but i think usually they do have it since it's there in their plan Finally, uh, we have the HR interview. So, we had the tech interview before the group discussion. And then the HR interview is pretty much just generic questions. Uh, they're trying to understand if you're a good fit for the company. They're trying to understand your moral compass. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh,
1: thank you very much for guiding us on that part. Since we will be also. Uh, be there for the placement soon so it gave us a great idea about how things actually work uh, in placements. Ankit, so um, there are some subjects like uh, database management or DBMS where there are equal amounts of theory and there are equal amounts of programming so people always tend to you know learn the SQL part and they always just uh, let go of the theory so what are your comments on that?
2: Um, I think... In a lot of these subjects, both of them tend to go hand in hand, where you can't really learn the practical aspects without knowing the theory first. Um, it's like, uh, if, if you don't know the operations available on the database, how will you actually do it on a computer, right? So, uh, I don't think there there's too much part of the theory that gets left out after you've already mastered the practical part. But definitely, there are some theoretical aspects that are purely theoretical because it's not physically possible to have a practical demonstration of it. And at those places, yeah, definitely, I think they should not be skipped. Because a lot of companies do ask about them during the interviews, And they are real world things that you will encounter on the job as well. So, for example, uh, in like operating systems, you guys would learn about threading and stuff. So since the way to program multithreading is kind of complicated, especially when it goes down to the operating system level, uh, a lot of practicalists tend to ignore that. But during my Mom & interview itself, I was asked about a very simple sem to sort of question, but they asked me like, how will you optimize it how will you make it faster so then the answer there was my piece writing so uh, it, it is important to know those theoretical concepts as well and at least have a rough idea of how it would be practically implemented despite you not having the tools or you know the practicals necessary to do that uh,
1: so many people uh... Uh, Many people, you know, they tend to not sit for the interviews and they directly go for the Masters. So, is it uh, really good to not work anywhere and directly go for Masters? Or uh, they should uh, work uh, in an internship at least before going ahead and going for the Masters? Uh,
2: I think in terms of internships, definitely do internships, whatever be your goal because it gives you real world experience of working at a company, working with other developers and, uh, you know, knowing whether or not this is your cup of tea. It also helps you reinforce your decision of whether or not to do a master's because you now know what the job scene is like in India. So, you know, what sort of, uh, you know, things people have implemented in the workplace and uh, whether you want to work in that same way or not as for job experience uh it's not a prerequisite like for mba or some other fields it's definitely like a prerequisite in the united states you aren't allowed to even do a mba degree without having work experience they they think you can't manage people without actually having worked with people um that's not necessarily true for a you know a theory based line like computer science so a master's of science in computer science is something that a lot of dj sangvi alumni are currently pursuing and it is like a pretty common thing um you don't need a job experience but at least my opinion right now is that masters tends to be a bit of a risk you don't know if you'll get a visa or not later and uh, you know it's a huge loan so if you uh, have the entire placement process available your life from a decent college uh, i don't think it makes sense to completely skip it over uh, you should at least go through the list of companies that come to your campus you should try applying off campus to companies so that usually doesn't require you to sign any sort of bond and stuff and uh, going through that company list you can make a decision okay this is something i might be willing to work on a work in this is something i don't want to work in if you have some companies that you feel you could work at for maybe two three years before going for a master's then you can keep that option open. it's definitely not hurting and what i've heard as feedback from my seniors Uh, who directly went for masters, they didn't think that they were lagging behind from their classmates who had worked for a few years and come. But those classmates had a very targeted mindset of what they expected out of their masters. They knew exactly, okay, this is what I've worked on before, this part of it I like. this part I didn't like, so I'd like to specialize in this niche or part that I did like. And, you know, they they know what they want out of the master's. And uh, on the other hand, people who have only studied don't really know, but they tend to figure it out in those two years.
0: That's really helpful advice. So any special tips for incoming students, engineers this year? The ones who are joining
2: right now, they are already a little late. Uh, Joining right now? Yeah, I think it's crazy that their intro to the degree is going to be online and, uh, you know, like this shift over this last year where before this, even an assignment when we were like, ma'am, can't we just scan it and send it? Like it's a programming assignment. We've done it on a computer and you want us to print it out so you can take it with a expert and how stupid is that? Can't we just, you know, email it to you or something? And now we're all using teams and our attendance is auto recorded and things like that like the shift just due to necessity has been so great and I think these guys are going to have a very different experience than what we are having right now so um, yeah I, I rather I'd want these guys to give me feedback about what their year has been like after they've Uh, been studying engineering a year online and uh, other than that, I just tell them, they should just constantly keep doing something or the other. These four years are going to be the most fun years of their life, so they should make new friends and they should work on interesting projects. The level of freedom that they have right now, they won't have in the future again. So, you know, as they keep learning new things, and they keep getting ideas, oh, we could try and make this, we can try and make that. Don't stifle those ideas, just spend a week and build it. And, you know, that's that's the best way to learn and that's the best way to build your resume and get set for a career in
0: tech. This was great, Ankit. Thank you for being here today with us.
1: Thank you for talking with us and sharing all this information.
2: Uh, thanks Ambar and Dave for having me here. It's been a, a great time. I've had a great time. Barely noticed the time fly. And I hope this was helpful to people. Yes, we hope for the same. So guys, this was
1: Ankit Gupta, a 3rd year student at DJ Sambhi who has recently joined Morgan Stanley. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Bye-bye.